The Sefer HaMitzvah is for today. The third mitzvah we're up to. There's a few of them, but we'll do the third mitzvah. The third mitzvah is that we must think about and we must look into the mitzvahs, its commands and its effects in order so that we grasp and that we delight, total delight by grasping. And this is called loving the mitzvah, enjoying the mitzvah. The language of the Sifri is because the verse states in Dvorim, that you should love God, you, you God. So how do I know, how does it mean you should love God? How do you love God? That's why the Torah follows These words that I command you today, they shall be on your heart. Because, therefore, by performing the mitzvahs, doing the mitzvahs, you will recognize who is the one who said and created the world. You recognize Hashem. Here we explain to you that when you look into this matter, you will come to understand and you will derive a great pleasure and you will come to love automatically from this. Our sages have told us that this mitzvah also includes that we must call other people, other human beings to serve Hashem and to believe Hashem. For if you love someone, then you will praise him and you will also make sure that you will call other people to love him too. That is by way of example. If you truly love Hashem, from that that is reached to you, from really truly understanding, then it's for sure, without a doubt, that you will also call to all those fools and those people who don't recognize them, for them too, to know the truth that you already know. The language of the Sifri is, that you should make Hashem loved on all the people, just like Avram your father did. It says, The soul that they made in Choron. That means to say, just like Avraham, because he loved Hashem, as the Prosik testified with regards to Avraham. Avraham, who loves me, so he would call with his understanding other people that they too should believe because he loved Hashem so much. Likewise, you shall love Hashem to the extent that you should see to it that other people will too turn to Hashem and call to Hashem. In the Sefer HaMitzvah will do, this is mitzvah number four. A mitzvah reviz. So he says here, the fourth mitzvah, he hatzivu shenitztavinu lahamin is That's the command that we were commanded that we should believe in his uh, awe or fear, his blessed, his fear, and awe. Yira and Moira, I'm not sure exactly what the difference would be. So what it means is that we should We should not be sitting relaxed and secure Ella Nechake or Vinachush Libias Ainshis Barukhalais. We need to anticipate that we the Shem's punishment will come at all times. We shouldn't just sit back and say we can do whatever we want and we won't get punished and then nothing. But we should know 
that there is retribution. This is what Hashem says in the Vorim, Perik Vapos Yud Gimel. It says, You shall fear God your God. So this fear basically means that you should fear, meaning knowing that there's accountability, that it's not just everybody does whatever they want without retribution. In a discussion in the Gemara in Sanhedrin, he said, when Hashem says, this is a Pasuk in Vayikra, Pedik Chavdal, Pasuk Tezayim. It says, in uh, the Pasuk is, V'noikiv Shem Hashem Moishyumos. One who mentions God's name, or he blasphemies God's name, shall be put to death. So, the Gemara says, V'noikiv, V'eimo, Parushi, so maybe Noikev really means just mentioning God's name. But the Gemara says maybe it's just our parushi just to ex- explain uh, just to explain just to articulate Hashem's name. So just for saying God's name as it is without even blaspheming, without saying any curse or anything else just for <coughs> <coughs> just for parush, just for articulating already dixiv, because we do find that the word noikev is meant ashenikvu b'shemus in Bamidbar perikala poskid zayin. Over there, it means those that were articulated by name. So we we're going to say the word noikev doesn't mean cursing, doesn't mean blasphemy. It just means mentioning God's name, just articulating it. Ba'azaroso minas Hashem lekechotira, and the. And what would be the warning? The warning would be, where does Hashem say not to, it just says that, it says the punishment. Where would be the, where would be the warning for not uh, mentioning Hashem's name? Why? Because we were offering this, 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 this penalty. So the, 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 the warning would be, That would come from the Pasik that you should fear God. Fearing God would include not to say, God's name. That's the discussion of the Gemara over there. So Kolomer, the Ramah explains it. That maybe when it says that you will be put to death for Noikiv Shem Hashem, doesn't mean that you will curse it, but it's only It's just mentioning God's name without blessing it. I mean, he uses the word blessing because he doesn't want to use the word curse. It's usually commonly used uh, just to not say the word cursing. So he said, and so you're gonna say, so what kind of a sin is it to just mention God's name? If Noikiv means just to mention it, what kind of a would it be? So Noimer whom So we're gonna answer that. The Gemara said because that way you are losing by mentioning God's name just like that by articulating it, by specifying it, you are losing the fear. Because having fear of Hashem would be not to mention His name in vain, just to go out and mention God's name. So how is the response for this question? Maybe that's what it means. And how did we push away this by saying Number one, the Gemara says we need to do the name with the name and there isn't. Which means Whenever we say by the curse, you say 
God will curse. You don't. You can't just just say. Which means you need to say when you bless Hashem you use another name see this name should bless this name and I'm using the word bless to substitute the word curse so we say you say this name which means a name of God would bless and say the name of God like they use the expression the Talmud they say let Yossi smite Yossi you have to, to, to substitute the two Yossi with God's name like John Doe, Yoisi doing Yoisi. So, and so number one, so that's lacking. If you just articulate in God's name, it doesn't it doesn't apply. This turns out to be a warning from a positive, because it says you should fear God. It doesn't say don't. And we say anytime there's the warning comes from a positive which says you fear God it doesn't come in a way of don't, you should not do it that's not considered a warning this that you try to say that we're not allowed to do what we're learning from you should fear God that's not possible, we can't say because this is a command so what do we, why is the Rambam bringing this down? So here we see the Gemara says that you should fear Hashem is a positive command. That's how we take it from there that having the awe of Hashem is, is a positive command. So what is the awe of Hashem? So we're not talking about specifically of, uh, of, of, of of not mentioning God's name or something like that because the Gemara that's, that's a separate that's not what the Pasuk is talking about Vinaykin. So all of Hashem, he says, knowing and to believe that the Ramam starts off to believe in and in, in, in that Hashem is in control, that he uh, that we're accountable, basically, that we're responsible and there is accountability for what we do, and that there is punishment if we don't break. That's this mitzvah. All right. The book of mitzvahs of the Rambam, uh, this is the ninth mitzvah, positive mitzvah, and this is the mitzvah that we've been commanded to sanctify the name of Hashem. What does it mean to sanctify the name of Hashem? So he says, uh, so he says, uh, so the says, that's the command that we've been commanded to sanctify the name. This is based on this verse that says, that Hashem says in the verse, I will be uh, sanctified amongst the Bnei Yisrael, which is a verse in Vayikra, Chapter 22, verse 32. So what is the idea of this mitzvah? The Rambam continues. In mitzvah That we are instructed to publicize our true, true religion in public. We should not worry or be afraid from publicizing our religion that something bad is going to happen to us, that we're going to be damaged, that we're going to be hurt. Even if upon us comes a uh, a very strong uh, force, force uh, person that wants to force us, he's going to call upon us that we should denounce God, that we should deny God's 
We should not listen to him. We should definitely allow ourselves to be put to death and not to desecrate. The Ramam explains. We shouldn't even allow for him to think that we have denied Hashem's existence, uh, even though we really in our hearts believe. So that's even the case. We can't even let him think that we're denied. This is the mitzvah to sanctify God's name, which all Jews have been commanded. That means to say, that we will allow ourselves to be killed by the hands of this gangster, or because of Hashem love, may he be elevated. We love Hashem. Because we believe in the unity, we believe in the one Hashem. Uh, there is a uh, interesting story, I mean, today is being Tevis, but there is a story about the the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, uh, he, uh, he was arrested, uh, we're talking about by the Bolsheviks, and they were, you know, condemned him to death and other things, and then eventually he was saved miraculously, he was, came to the United States, and um, the, um, the people there, they were investigating, and they were trying to get information from the Rebbe, or they wanted to sign, you know, they we're trying to pretend as if there's a real trial and you know, they give a chance and you know, basically they made you sign the paper that you know that everything was fair and square and that you agree that they made you sign things you never done but they promised the Rebbe they're going to let him put on the tefillah and the Rebbe said that he's not going to cooperate the previous Rebbe unless they give him the tefillah and uh, they promised him the tefillah and he says he's not going to cooperate you have to give him the tefillah and while he was sitting over there, you know, he, he only, first of all, he only conversed in Yiddish. He didn't want to converse. In, uh, so one of the uh, people investigating him was sitting by the desk on the other side. And, uh, and there was a, a gun on the table. And he said to the Rebbe, he says, uh, pointing to the gun, he says, this toy has made many mute people talk. It was sort of threatening the Rebbe. He said, maybe my dog. And the Rebbe said, a toy like that can only scare somebody who has more than one God and only one world. But one who has only one God and two worlds, <coughs> such a toy isn't going to scare. So this is for the belief of Hashem that one will not uh, uh, give in. And he brings an example. As Hananiah, Mishol, and Azariah, they did in, the, did in the days of the evil Nebuchadnezzar. He forced people to bow down to the image. So all people bow down, including the Jews. There was nobody there to sanctify God's name. So Nebuchadnezzar was in charge. He told everybody to bow and everybody bowed. Nobody was no objection to what he did. So what happened? This was a terrible embarrassment 
for the Jewish people. That from all of them, this mitzvah was lost. Nobody was standing up to be mekadosh to sanctify Hashem. There was nobody to fulfill it. Everybody was scared. Nobody was, nobody was going to stand up against Nebuchadnezzar. So he says, This mitzvah that we're saying, you have to sanctify God's name, will only apply in a situation like that, in which it was a powerful standing, where everybody is afraid, so then at that point when it's such a public display, then it's your responsibility to do the mitzvah to sanctify Hashem's name. Then it was an obligation at that point to publicize Hashem's unity and to announce this at that time. Because it was circumstances where the public uh, desecration and uh, defamation of Hashem is unity in all holy things. He says, God has already promised through the prophet Isaiah, through Yeshaya, that it won't be a total shame for the Jewish people at that standing. God has told them. And God's promised him, there will be some young that will appear. At that difficult standing, that death will not scare them away. They are going to give up their blood, and they will publicize their belief. They will sanctify Hashem publicly. We get the difference? Our religion says that if somebody wants to force you to deny Hashem, you should give up your life for the Rusha, but not to kill other people for your religion and not to go <laughs> and, 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 and have other people murdered to try to publicize your religion. This is, if they're trying to take you away from your religion to force you, to stand up and not allow them to get away, that everybody is going to buckle for them. So then Hashem says, Hashem has told us through Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Tzivon Yisali, Moshe Rabbeinu Vomri, and you should sanctify Hashem's name as Hashem has told us through Moshe Rabbeinu, because Hashem said, V'nikdashti b'seich b'nei Yisrael. Where is this verse? Now he quotes the verse from Yeshayo. In chapter 29, verse 22 and 23, it says like this. Mm-hmm. Yaakov will now not be ashamed. Mm-hmm. And his face shall not be white. Jacob is referring to Yaakov, our father. Because when he, see, when he sees that his uh, children... That the, his actions, you can tell amongst him, Yakdishu Shmi, they sanctify my name, Yakdishu Shkidesh Yaakov, says Kel Yisrael Yaditsu. And they will sanctify the Holy One of Jacob, which is Hashem, and the God of Israel, they will uh, give uh, might to him. So that's Hashem's promise that the Jews will stand up and they will sanctify Hashem's name.
Loshen Sifra, the language of the Sifra is Amnaskach, it says, Eschemeretz Mitzrayim. This is what I've taken you up, the reason, I, this condition I took you out of Egypt, on the condition that you will sanctify, glorify my name in the public. Of the Gemara Sanhedrin Amru, and the Gemara Sanhedrin it says, so the, the, the hesitation over here seems like the Rambam is trying to prove that the Venegdashti Beserv Bnei Yisrael is actually a positive mitzvah. It's a mitzvah, but because the Pesach says, I shall be sanctified, it doesn't say Tekadish, so the Rambam proves it like this. In the Gemara Sanhedrin it says like this, Ben Noyach Metzubah Al-Kiddush Hashem Oreinu Metzubah is somebody who is not Jewish. Is he commanded to sanctify God's name? So the Gemara says, Toshma, come and listen, I'll prove to you, because it says, Sheva Mitzvah Bnei Noyach, there's only seven Noachite laws. Vim Isa, Tmani Abzu will be eight. In this Baal Choshi, Bechlal Hamizpera Mitzvah Shechavel Yisrael. So here you see it clearly that this is one of the mitzvahs that are an obligation on the Jew. That's why we say that he has to, that it's only the Noyach is not counted, but it's counted Jewish mitzvahs. The proof for this mitzvah is the Pasuk says, When the Gdashti Mitzvah Bnei Yisrael, Kvan Isbaru Dine Mitzvah Zub, Perigim Mitzvah Hedrin. This mitzvah has been articulated in the third chapter of Unfortunately, the Jewish history has been full with tragic uh, tragedies of people uh, giving up their lives and um, for the sanctity of Hashem's name. Mm-hmm. We even know the story of Hannah and her yes. seven sons as it also relates to Hanukkah because that was during that period of Hanukkah in which she gave up her life and the life of her children as well. And um, Sometimes the Gemara says, here he brings the, 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 the example of Hananiah, Mishob, and Azariah, who did defy the king Nebuchadnezzar. But uh, the Gemara says that the Hananiah, Mishob, and Azariah were able to withstand because at the pains of death. But if it would have tortured him, mm-hmm. maybe they would not be able to withstand, the Gemara says. Mm-hmm. But we've seen many Jewish people being tortured in other ways, a lot of bad done to them, and yet they withstood. But that's the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem. Okay.